Hi, it's Josh from Under the Table Hot Sauce. I'm here with my friend, the star of the show, Jimmy Farrow. Yeah, what's up, JB? Nah, nothing. It's been a hot summer, and for all your barbecue needs, you can go to UndertheTableHotSauce.com. 13 unique flavors to choose from, created and bottled in a Long Island kitchen. UndertheTableHotSauce.com. Let's go chow, JB. Let's do it. All the flavor, twice the burn. Do you treat your dog as part of the family? <laughs> well, so do we. So why not celebrate your pup's birthday with the ultimate party box? Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Party Pup Info, and let us make your pup's party or any celebration perfection. Straight out of ESO Creative Studios in the Hudson Valley comes the after show. How's it going? This is ESO. I am your host and uh, got to thank you guys for coming out and checking me out. And first thing I got to do, as always, is send a special thanks out to my friends, Mike, Monty and Jimmy Farrow. If it weren't for those guys, I wouldn't be doing this. And they have their show. It's called The Monty and the Farrow Show. It is this on this channel. And The Monty and the Farrow Show can be found live every Thursday on YouTube, Facebook and Twitch. And also streaming on live on the Intuitive app. That's at 9 p.m. every Thursday. They are awesome. You got to check them out. I'm sure if you're here, you've already seen what those guys have to offer. And hopefully I'm going to bring some more stuff out to you. So let's see. Well, first thing I got to do is I say have to say, Mike and Jimmy, you got it right last week when you said the Road Warriors were the number one tag teams ever. Yes, I have to agree. They were absolutely awesome. There is nobody that nobody that can compare. These modern tag teams, they wouldn't stand a chance against those guys in the past. <laughs> Uh, definitely, definitely uh, agree with you guys. So uh, we did have a couple, couple sad notes this week that I wanted to touch upon. It was uh, the 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 passing of Exotic Adrian Street. I never had the chance to see Adrian Street wrestle personally, but my grandfather, being from uh, England, he had the chance to see Adrian wrestle, and he called him a tough little son of a bitch. Um, so uh he, he he really he actually enjoyed him and miss linda and uh unfortunately never, i never had the chance but i through him i became a fan of adrian street and saw some of his work and yeah for a little guy that guy could definitely scrap and uh got it, sad to see him go and uh you know also we we lost uh a, a, co a comedy great one of uh <laughs> my youth i i got to see peewee's playhouse and peewee's big adventure and uh Unfortunately, Pee Wee Herman, Paul Rubens passed away this past week. That's that's a that's a little on the sad side, and you know it's gonna pretty sad. As you get older, when you see, start to see some of the celebrities and some some of the people you admire start passing, it really uh, it really hits home, and you know it shows age. It's one thing we're not gonna fight. I see it in myself every day, man. But uh, so. Uh, Next thing I want to get into is the uh, SummerSlam. I want to talk a little bit about this card and, well, leading up to it. Oh, let's let's talk about the leading up to it first. So Matt Riddle losing to Ludwig Kaiser this past Monday was absolutely awesome. I think getting him pushed down the card is definitely, definitely a step in the right direction. And also, I have to say that uh, Ricochet is, well, I didn't get a chance to comment on this last week, but Ricochet 
is Rick a shit on the microphone? It, it really, he was exposed last week and I'm sitting there. I really wanted to say something, but I never got the chance to talk last week because uh, I got caught up in some stuff, but I want to he was in the back, back looking for, for, for Paul. He was looking for Logan Paul. That's the wrong Paul. He should have been looking for. He should have been looking for Paul Heyman because the dude needs help with promos. If Ricochet had a Paul Heyman, Ricochet would be in that main event picture. But unfortunately, with his promo skills being exposed last week, he's definitely, definitely not moving into the into that main event picture. So, well, uh, yeah. Now let's let's start talking about this this SummerSlam card and and the first match on the card. I believe is going to be Logan Paul and Ricochet. The reason they're going first is because. Logan Paul plans to get out of there, jump on a plane, and get over to see his brother Jake Paul fight Nate D- Nate Diaz over in uh, oh I forgot I I forgot where they're fighting, but it's about a two and a half hour plane ride. So Logan's hoping he gets done quick enough, gonna run, jump on a plane, fly, and hopefully be there by eleven fifteen when the when the uh, first round is supposed to begin. <laughs> you know, and and of course WWE is fine with this now because it's in, under this Endeavor envelope, and it's a promotion for both for both sides. So why why wouldn't he, why wouldn't it be? Which leads me to believe that Logan Paul might get his first victory because otherwise he'd be selling some some serious injuries. <laughs> yeah, the next the ma- next match on the card is Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. We know what's going on here. This is a passing of the torch moment. We know that Ronda's about to take some time off. So what better way than uh, giving her friend Shayna Baszler a rub on the way out? Those two have been together for a lot of years through MMA and UFC and, and other training together and and everything else. So not, so, not going to be surprised on that. Next, uh, next one, Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes. I don't even know what to say about this. The reality is Brock Lesnar should destroy Cody Rhodes in any real in any real sense. Cody wouldn't stand a chance. Brock would tear his arm off and and eat it. But the reality is in this circumstance, the only way Cody Rhodes is going to keep and maintain any type of credibility is if he goes over Brock Lesnar. I think it's going to be an awesome match. I can't wait for it. However, I think the wrong guy is going to go over. I think Brock should be going over, but I think Cody is going to go over. <laughs> Next thing we've got, what do we have? We have the Summer, Summer Slam Battle Royal presented by Slim Jim. I can't really make any predictions on this because we've had two, two participants announced. That's LA Knight and Sheamus out of the two. Obviously, the the more over one right now is LA Knight, so he would be the, the choice to go over. However. Who knows at this point? Who who really knows? <laughs> so yeah, I, I want to read you. This is this battle royal makes absolutely no sense. There's no storyline going into it. There's no nothing. And this is this is what the WWF itself says about this. So the biggest event of the summer just got a whole lot wilder with a monumental announcement of a SummerSlam battle royal presented by Slim Jim. Superstars will battle tooth and nail for glory in a total free-for-all as they fight off attacks in every direction. A competitor will be eliminated when they are thrown over the top row and both feet hit the floor. Who will the last superstar of the square and circle be? Find out at SummerSlam. Okay, what is the incentive to win? What are they fighting for? Why are we having this battle royal? Is it a $10,000 over-the-top battle royal? Is it for a shot at? 
theories title? Is it for a shot at the world title? Or is it just something that's thrown together so that Slim Jim has something they can advertise it on? No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It just seems absolutely, absolutely pointless. Don't care about that one. Next match is going to be one of the best on the card, and that's going to be Gunther against Drew McIntyre. I don't think Drew is going to go over, but I think that these guys are going to beat the hell out of each other. Can't wait for it. Uh, the next match, unfortunately, what I think is going to happen is not what I want to happen or what should happen. I think I don't think Charlotte Flair should walk away with the title, but I think this is the time they're going to give her her seventh or her whatever number of titles so she can get closer to beating her father because in world title defenses. But realize if that means if you've had 17 world titles, 18 world titles, that means you've lost 17 times. Instead of holding it for a longer period, I would rather have a Roman Reigns holding the title for a thousand plus days than having held the championship you know, 20 different times. That's stupid. It makes uh, it is what it is, what it is. But I think Charlotte's going to go over. I really think that Oscar has been doing an OK job as champion. I think Bianca is the, the, the better champion overall, but. I, I think Bianca or Oscar should walk away, but I think Charlotte's going to be the one who's walking away with that title. The, the next match, I'm going to rename the World Heavyweight Championship the television title because that's all it is. It's the old NWA television title. It's not an important title. I'm sorry, Seth. I, I get you're a fighting champion. Yes. But you're not making it seem special. It is an intercontinental belt. It is a TV title. It is a U.S. title. It's just a run-of-the-mill title. And honestly, I don't care who walks away at the end of that with the title. I'm, I'm figuring it's going to be Finn Balor. And you know what? Again, a mid-card guy holding a number of mid-card guy holding a title. What title is that? It's an intercontinental. It's a U.S. title. It's something like that. It's not the world title. So then we have the undisputed universal championship. So <laughs> these names, what's up with these stupid names? Undisputed universal champion, Roman Reigns against Jey Uso. Don't know what's going to happen with this match. I mean, we hear rumors that Jay's going to actually walk away with the title. That'd be pretty cool. I'd like to see uh, you know, Jay do that. That'd be, that'd be pretty awesome. Um, however, I'd like to see Roman Reigns keep the title for another two to three years and and do his sporadic of, uh, defenses every few months and keep coming back. As long as he's getting these these major pops, I think, you know, keep the title on Roman. We we really need a uh, That title seems special. The one Seth Rollins is holding really doesn't feel special. So um, I don't think Jay is. No, I, I like main event Jay. I don't think he's ready to be them the man yet. There's only two other there's two people that I would put the title on in the WWE right now outside of uh outside of, of Roman Reigns, and that's Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. They're they're really the only two that I believe as these crazy huge main eventers anymore. And I think WWF is realize WWE is realizing that because now they're trying to push and make other push other people's limits and see if they if they can hold the you know hold it down and unfortunately a lot of them are, aren't ricochet uh but hey let's let, let's hope uh 
let's hope Jay Uso can, can make it to that next level and maybe uh, a couple of these other guys get stepping up too so we can have some more competitive world championship main event level level matches. But uh, as I said, I, I, I hope Robin goes over, but I've heard rumors Jay can go over. You know, that really is a, it's really just a crapshoot there. But uh, so uh, did anybody have a chance to check out the dark side of the ring this past week? <laughs> yeah, they talked about Bash at the Beach, whatever the year that was, 1997, 98, whatever, whatever 2000, I, I don't know, the one where, where Vince Russo came out and and uh, they did the Jeff Jarrett falling in the ring and pinfall, making uh, uh, Hogan just uh, step on him for the uh, to win the title and then doing the switcheroo and then Booker T wins the title at the end of the night. It was pretty cool. It was uh, it was interesting, but it really wasn't that dark, I got to say. But I am looking forward to this one that's up and coming this, this next week. Next week, we have the Dark Side of the Ring featuring Marty Jannetty, and we will be having a watch along on the network. That's right. Monty, Farrow, and I will be live during the dark side of the ring doing a watch along and commenting on on some of the stuff and you know some of our own inter- interactions with Marty and you know really being there to support our, our friend but also <laughs> the reality is Marty's Marty. <laughs> you can't take that away. Can't, can't say anything about that. You know, I have to say it's it's kind of funny. Marty is a friend of mine now, and I was, I'm a little surprised that he's taking such a liking to me. But hey, what whatever. But kind of funny. Every couple of days, I end up getting these weird messages in the middle of the night, and him singing something or <laughs> a weird message or something. But it's always always comical. Marty, keep it up. You're awesome, man. And uh, I can't wait to watch that dark side next week that you're going to be on. So. uh that should be a lot of fun. But at this point, let's take a quick break and uh, we'll be back and we're going to discuss. Uh, oh, we're going to take a walk down memory lane. It's that time again. We're going to take a walk down memory lane with a WWF magazine from December 1987 featuring the Macho Man Randy Savage on the cover. Check that out. Oh, that's even cooler. Look at that with the uh, <laughs> the, the green screen. It kind of fades, <laughs> fades through. Look, I disappear. <laughs> Awesome. Well, hey, we'll be right back after the after these messages. I'm Rosa Mendez, and I'm here at the number one Long Island broadcast, Monty Farrow. I have the best time ever. Hey, listen, Daddy. You're listening to the number one broadcast, Monty and Farrow, Daddy, in Long Island. The best pro wrestling broadcast of all time, I think. Jimmy, I got to tell you, man, it feels good to be back on YouTube. It was uh, quite disappointing what happened to us, but we bounced back pretty fairly quickly. Well, what else would we do? We're almost at 5,000 subscribers. Well, speaking of that, man, we need more members. Okay. What do you think we need to do to get the people of those 5,000 subscribers to come on and and join the team as a Monty Nefaro member? Nudity is out of the question. Any other ideas? (laughs) 
I don't know, man. I, I don't know. But what I, I do have a few ideas. Well, just like Prell, they should tell two friends, and they can tell two friends, and so on and so on. Hit the like, hit the subscribe. Check out all our content. But that's, you know what? That's why you're, you're the star of the show, because guess what? Members get special content. Even we spoke about it. Farrell came to me one day and he goes, man, what's the deal? I can't even watch some of these videos because I'm not a member. And I said, there you go, Farrell. You got to be a member because this is what the members get. They get free content nice. that none of the other fans that watch this show get. That's right. You get free autographs from some of these wonderful stars that come in, right? Nice. All you do is you go to the MNP webpage, or, right, our own page, yeah. and shoot us an email and say, hey, man, I want a picture of... Tommy Rich, I want a picture or whatever. And boy, that's on its way. We give them their choice. That's right. We rock. We do rock. And you need to rock too. Join. And now another trip down memory lane with the WWF magazine from December 1987, featuring the macho man Randy Savage on the cover. The headline is Macho Madness, Savage versus Honky. Next, Bam Bam Bigelow, Big Man, Big Heart, Big Enemies. Rick Rude, Heenan's newest henchman. WWF looks back on the year's exciting events and the Slickster talks. Awesome, awesome. As we open it up, there's an advertisement for something I uh, pump up every week. It's those ice cream bars. I wish they'd bring them back. Then we have the table of contents around this the ring this week. Talks about Randy Savage and the Honky Tonk Man and their feud. And we'll get a little bit more into that later on in the magazine. Fan forum this week is, is relatively uneventful. And then on the following page, we have a promo for the Pile Driver album or cassette with a free poster. And for five extra dollars, you can get it autographed by Hulk Hogan himself. <laughs> Imagine what you could get for that today. Does anybody out there have any uh, have one of those pile drivers autographed? I'd like to. I'd love to get a picture of it. So this week we this month we have the WWF's list of its favorite things to do for the holidays or favorite time away from the WWE. For Slick, it's the Valentine's Day. For Lanny Poffo, it's WrestleMania break. Alfred Hayes Boxing Day, which is J December twenty sixth. Uh, Sensational Sherry loves every day. King Tonga loves his birthday. Jimmy Hart, New Year's Day. Junkyard Dog, June 19th, because that was his daughter Ashka's birthday, or Kisha's birthday. Uh, Rick Martel is uh, St. Jean-Baptiste, June 23rd. It's the birthday of the patron saint of Quebec. And outlaw Ron Bass loves Halloween. <laughs> Newsbreakers this month had the Islanders attack Tito Santana. The Islanders assault Tito Santana while he was sitting at the Spanish announce table. That Spanish announce table later on became synonymous with uh, with people going through it. <laughs> but back then, that was probably the first time. And, you know, hey, guess what? It had to do with the bloodline. The bloodline put Tito Santana through the uh, <laughs> the table. Wow. So that's that's funny. This was uh, yeah, Haku and Tama. <laughs> so next we have. The personality profile this month, we feature the newly turned face, The Rock. This is when Don Morocco came back and he was huge. He had uh, kind of parted ways with Jesse the Body Ventura and Freddie Blassie and became the, uh, the Rock, Don Morocco, the original Rock. 
Next, we have an interview with the one and only the Slickster. Nothing really important happens in it. He just promotes his guys. Battle of the Titans this month features Randy Savage versus the Honky Tonk Man. Yeah, this was the buildup for Randy Savage to end up taking that taking that title. Uh, this was a couple of months before uh, Hulk Hogan, before Hulk Hogan. Oh, before the let's see, let's see which month. This is December eighty seven. So this was, yeah, this was a couple of months before Hulk Hogan uh, lost the title to Andre the Giant, and then him declaring it. Um, or do, you know, giving it to Ted DiBiase and then it becoming vacant. So this was the beginning of Savage's big push. Next, we have the 1987 year in review. So the big thing was Hulk Hogan beats Andre the Giant at WrestleMania 3. And I can't believe that was so long ago. Next, the Honky Tonk Man takes the Intercontinental title from Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Yeah, that was... Uh, one of the greatest intercontinental champions of all time. And he'll tell you himself that he was the greatest. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow, the battle for Bam Bam. When Bam Bam Bigelow came into the WWF, he had all the managers clamoring for him. Mr. Fuji, Bobby the Brain Heenan, Jimmy Valiant, Slick. Everybody wanted him. And he ended up choosing Oliver Humperdinck. It was a really, really similar angle that they had done with Randy Savage back when he came in, when they had all the managers in the ring pining for him, and then he brings in Elizabeth as his uh, as his manager. I think Randy Savage brought in the, ba- the better manager. Nothing against Oliver Humperdinck, but I-, I liked Liz a little better. The Hart Foundation win the tag team uh, uh, titles from the Dynamite Kid and Davey Boy Smith. Rowdy Roddy Piper retires. And Ken Patera returns. And they really tried to make Ken Patera into this, this, oh, clean cut baby face. But we all know what he had done a few years before. They were really trying to play off up the Olympic, the Olympic hero angle. And uh, it really, the, the fans were not buying it. Sensational Sherry ends Moolah's reign. This is kind of funny because they do not mention Wendy Richter anywhere in here. They talk about how the Moolah had held the title for the longest time. With the exception of a couple of times, she held the title for 37 years, and now Sherry Martel ended that reign. Sherry hadn't even held the title for a year. Wendy Richter had held the title for a year. (laughs) Just, it's funny. So next, Slick signs the one-man gang. This one-man gang came in, and he was pretty dominant, but unfortunately, pretty soon after that, they gave him that Akeem gimmick, which we really could not get away with today. There was a new dream team created when Brutus the Barber Beefcake turned face, and that was Greg the Hammer, Valentine, and Dino Bravo, and that tag team was very, very, very short-lived. And then the Million Dollar Man himself enters the WWF. We know what kind of impact he ends up having. Bobby the Brain Heenan signs Rick Rude. The Islanders uh, shock everybody by joining the Bobby the Brain Heenan stable. Accent Smash Demolition became such a dominant tag team. And there was just, just so much. The, uh, oh, Strike Force, the Heart Har Foundation. There was just so much. What a great year in wrestling 1987 was. That was the year of WrestleMania three. Next, we have Bam Bam Bigelow, who has too many enemies. And that's because of the way he came in. It, he came in as a face, and now he had... All the all the heels were were after him at that point. 
Ravishing Rick Rude was Bobby the Brain Heenan's newest assassin. And we knew, we know what became of Rick Rude and <laughs> kind of pushed Paul Orndorff to the side. So next we have Strike Force, better all the time. So this newly formed tag team of Strike Force, and they, they were formed because the Can Am connection, Tom Zink disappeared, and they had to do something. So they brought Tito Santana and Rick Martel together, and they became a pretty good tag team as Strike Force. So wrestlers rebuttal this month. Paul Orndorff says, "Why I fired Bobby the Brain Heenan again?" Paul Orndorff went back and forth, back and forth, so many times over between '85 and and '87. Nobody knew which way he was going, and soon after this, he was gone out the door. Caught in the act this week features the one and only King Kong Bundy. And what is he holding? He's holding the ice cream bars. That's right. Those ice cream bars should be brought back. King Kong Bundy, if he were here today, he would agree with me. So on the opposite page, we have Coliseum is releasing three new WWF videos, the history of the WWF championship, the Ken Patera story, and the best of the WWF volume 13. And these were only $59.95 per video cassette, plus $3 postage and handling, and be prepared to wait four to six weeks for your delivery. On the back of the magazine, we have the LJN Stretch Wrestlers featuring King Kong Bundy. The LJN Wrestlers were absolutely amazing. Uh, the it, It's crazy how much some of them are going for nowadays. I, I a Blackheart Andre the Giant and, oh, I mean, the King Kong Bundy Thumb Wrestler. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe it's such a rare thing. They don't even know what it's going to go for the next time it comes up for auction, which is pretty crazy for a little, uh, for a little thumb wrestler. But... Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy going through these magazines as much as I do, and we'll be right back to close out. Sir? Ah. Manscaped? Uh-huh. Uh, you know, have you tried the new equipment that's been sent? I'm afraid because it says Weed Whacker. I'm scared. Maven, Manscaped, what are you thinking about Love Manscaped, it. dude? Love it. What do you use it for? Necessity. What don't I use it for? Put it this way. <laughs> the only hair I have on my entire body is these eyebrows yeah. that oh. you see. These wow. caterpillars racing to the middle of my nose. That's it. <laughs> that is it. That's all, that's all I have. And that's all I want. That's the so pick. Manscaped there, is you, a must. We were talking before the show. There's nothing worse than just hair. Yeah. Right? Hair on a woman, hair on a man, it's just bad. Absolutely. And it's the one thing that the older I get, it starts growing more in unwanted areas. Absolutely. I hate it. I'm going to ask you a question. Uh-oh. Just going to go out there. Oh, boy. Go for it. You're doing a deed. Yes. <laughs> Again, I don't want you to have to admit this because we, as men, we try not to admit this, but if you're going to uh, go do I the know deed it. on a woman, I know would you rather have her be hairless or a little hair racing stripe or <laughs> racing stripe. full retro bush <laughs> racing well, stripe. retro bush is out yes thank you retro bush is out yeah um i don't mind a small well manicured landing strip <laughs> every now and then if it's completely and i'm talking like baby's ass bald mm. then i i start where is that pedophilia line that I'm, that I'm, I don't, I don't wow. want to wander into that. That's very interesting. Like that. I never thought about wow. that. You're a smart dude. Holy yeah. shit. So if the landing strip is clean enough for the plane to go in smoothly, you're cool with that. If the landing strip is, 
has like I said, well manicured. Yeah, you yeah. can see both sides. It's not like blinking lights on both I, sides of that. Plan? I just don't. I don't want. <laughs> you know, I don't want the shrubbery going off into yeah. unwanted areas on that. Gotcha. As well. Oh, yeah, look what you found. Ooh. I got to be all honest gotcha. though. Hey, the, ah. the, the older I get though, I don't. I think I don't think I can be as. Uh, I found it. I found it. Have you ever gone down there and like just like you, she slowly brings down the underwear? Then what is retro? Just Absolutely. Retro. You're like whoa. Wow. Like, yeah, I'm like it pops out. Do you like walk out or what do you do? No, I, try, I muster through. I muster up the courage to get it. He's a trooper. Yeah. He's a trooper. <laughs> Gotta give him a name. Yeah, not all. Not all heroes wear capes. Yeah. I, there you no, go. I, I, there you listen. Go. I couldn't. I Superbush. I couldn't say. It. Well. If you have the same beliefs as Maven does, Manscaped could help you. Absolutely. The weed whacker. Absolutely. What are you thinking? I'm thinking that I may have to, like, you know, go in a room, close the door, and hang out with the weed whacker for a little while. Yeah, I think you're a retro guy, aren't you? I like 70s adult films, if that's what you're getting at. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but with that, we're going to take a quick Batman. commercial break, and we'll be back with this wrestling icon, Maven. We will see you in a drop kick second. Uh -oh. Drop kick Hey everybody and welcome back to the after show Found here only on the Monty and the Pharaoh channel Well, it's about time to start wrapping things up But before I go, I want to go over some of the cool new stuff that we have coming on And uh, we are we are streaming live on the Monty and the Pharaoh channel On the, on the Twitch channel It's going to be starting, it might even start as early as this Thursday Just keep an eye on the Facebook and the uh page and we'll keep you updated when that's when that's going to be happening i'm going to be doing some video games of the past and i'd love to have you guys come in and interact and talk about your own experiences so this is this is the commercial for the uh, that's the website if you'd if you'd like to go it's money in the pharaoh uh twitch.tv slash money in the pharaoh right now i'm going to be doing video games on the nes system and then i'm going to go on to some of the other systems i'm going to go by system by system i'm not going to Re repeat games once we start getting into the consoles that had the same game i might talk about some of the differences between them but some of the stuff that i'm going to be doing is i'm going to be talking a little bit about the history of the game the gameplay its reception how it holds up currently and if it's fun to play i'll tell you some of the some of the games from early nintendo really are not much fun to play and it's going to be really hard to uh <laughs> To, to play them for more than a half hour or so but hey at that point it's still it's still fun and nostalgic and i'm going to review each one and then hopefully develop over the next year or so a uh, kind of a library of these video games because there's a lot out there there's almost almost 500 wrestling video games that have been released across all the platforms obviously there's a lot of repetitive ones between especially in the last few years between the uh, the three major systems between Nintendo, Microsoft, and PlayStation. However, there's also a lot of variations and exclusives that are out there and, and some really cool, weird yeah, Japanese ones that are, that are out there that have been that have uh, recently been been brought over and ported over. So it should be a lot of fun to to check that stuff out. Again, that's a uh, that's going to be on the uh, on the uh, Monty and the Pharaoh Twitch Twitch channel. So that that's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to to do that and interact with you guys on there. And I I guess that's about it. So let's get uh let's start wrapping this up and uh until next week. Later. <laughs>